0: Coaches, welcome to Keep Your Pads Down. We are chop, dipping, and ripping around your left tackle and knocking your quarterback into the dirt. That's right. We are the podcast with the defensive line, and this is episode number 98. Well, today we wrap up the opening weekend of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, and I actually didn't fill out a, a, a bracket this year for the first time uh, in a long time. Really uh, just, just didn't get around to it. But, you know, after all the upsets that happened over this weekend, it's probably just as good that I didn't because – I'm sure many of your brackets out there are now worthless, but you know that's what makes the tournament so fun, and I think even more difficult to predict this year than in years past. Uh, anyway, I'm sure many of you who teach might have your kids doing worksheets today so that you can watch uh, those those games. No judgment here, but whatever you're doing, thank you for making us a part of your day today. And you guys who listen each week know that we are proud to have our coaching network on board as a sponsor for season three of KYPD. And you no doubt have heard about our virtual defensive line clinic that is going down this Saturday, March 27th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central. We have a super talented group of coaches lined up as presenters for that day, uh, starting with Fort Hayes State defensive line coach Ike Egway at 10, Katy High School defensive line coach A.J. Blum. Uh, he's also coached at the University of Houston in the past, among other places, and was recently a guest on this podcast we will do a great job. Uh, Followed by Liberty University defensive line coach Josh Aldridge at noon. Uh, And next we'll have Baylor defensive line coach Dennis Johnson at 1. And then we'll close things out with University of Toledo defensive line coach Larry Black at 2. Again, all those times are central. Uh, You can see their topics on our Twitter page along with some other information. So if you're a defensive line coach or someone looking to learn more about defensive line play, then this clinic is a must. How can you get in on this clinic? Well, If you're already a member of Our Coaching Network, then the clinic is free. And even if you can't catch all five presenters, the entire clinic will be available to you in the website's library for you to check out at your earliest convenience. If you haven't signed up with Our Coaching Network yet, do it. It costs you 15 bucks a month and you can cancel at any time. Think about it. An in-person clinic is going to cost you or your school a couple hundred bucks easy. You know, throw in the cost of hotel, meals, travel, et cetera. And it can get really expensive and inconvenient as it usually takes up a whole weekend. Uh, but if you created a membership for this clinic alone, it would be worth it. But then you'll have access to weekly clinics that you can view at any time. You know, a membership for our coaching network is just 15 bucks a month. I'm sure if you're like me, you spent more than 15 bucks this week on something you didn't need. So sign up today and we'll see you Saturday, March 27th at 10 a.m. Central. And thanks again to the guys at our coaching network for making this clinic possible and for sponsoring our podcast this season. Our next sponsor has definitely helped us step up our game as far as promoting our podcast, our episodes, and, and even our clinic this weekend. Of course, I'm talking about GoEdit Graphics. Now, what GoEdit Graphics does is allow any coach to create custom graphics in minutes by changing the colors, text, and images to make it their own. So even if you're the kind of guy who stands around his charcoal grill on Saturdays in icy white Nike Monarchs and jorts, Even you can create amazing-looking graphics using GoEdit Graphics. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, to name a few. You need a Twitter banner for your profile like everybody's getting these days? They got templates for that. You need a way to let your community know the results from your baseball tournament this weekend? They have a template for that. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. So if you're looking for a way to promote the awesome things going on in your athletic program, then the team at GoEdit Graphics has got you covered. Subscriptions are for 12 months and include unlimited graphics. Now here's something else that's cool. Mention keep your pads down and receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. Go check them out on Twitter at GoEdit Graphics or visit their website through the link in today's show notes to see examples of the awesome graphics coaches have already created or check out our Twitter feed for examples as well. Showcase your athletes with custom graphics in less than two minutes with GoEdit Graphics. All right, well, in today's episode, we head north to Canada talk with defensive line coach of the Canadian Football Leagues, Calgary Stampeders, and Coach Corey Mace. Coach Mace is in his ninth season with Calgary and his fourth as a coach after playing defensive line for the Stampeders, where he helped them win a Grey Cup title over the Hamilton Tiger Cats in 2014. Coach Mace is a native of Vancouver and played college ball at Wyoming, where he was second-team All-Mountain West as a senior. After Wyoming, Coach Mace spent three seasons in the NFL, playing for the Buffalo Bills before signing with Calgary in 2010. Since Coach Mace has been on the Calgary staff, the Stampeders have led the league in sacks twice, in 15 and 16. And today we're talking pass rush, specifically the long arm and how Coach Mace teaches that move with all four of his defensive linemen. We also go through some of his favorite pass rush and block destruction drills as well. So if you're looking for some new drills or perhaps a new twist on one you already do, then you are in the right place. Now, if you'd like to watch the video of today's conversation with Coach Mace, complete with film cut-ups and slides, then you can find that on our YouTube channel, a link to which can be found in the show notes of today's episode. All right, now with all that being said, let's talk some D-line play. What do you say? Here is Coach Corey Mace on episode number 98 of KYPD. Okay, Coach Mason. Well, greetings from here in Texas, all the way up there in Calgary. It's uh, it's great to have a uh, a coach from Canada on to talk some D line play today.
1: Uh, no, I appreciate you having me, brother. And uh, you know, it's it's certainly uh, you know talking the fact that there is a podcast strictly dedicated to, to D line play. Uh, man, I, I could have used you about ten years ago. You know, with all <laughs> the information. So good on you, brother, and uh, pleasure pleasure having me.
0: Well, well, let's talk about where you are now and how you got there. I know you're from Canada, played college ball in Wyoming, and now you're there coaching with the, uh, the Stampeders. So talk about that and your, your football journey really quick.
1: Yeah, essentially a yeah. Canadian kid who loved football, you know. Um, that'd be like a Texas kid who loves hockey kind of deal. Yeah, of those, exactly. You know I mean? So I uh, went the JUCO route um, in California, with Palomar College for two years. Um, transferred to Wyoming, played there for two years. I uh, was with the the Bills, played for three years, uh, and then came uh, back home to Canada. Uh, finished six years here in Calgary, um, <clears throat> and then once uh, once I decided to retire, I was looking to get into coaching, uh, and I had, uh, you know, mentioned that to to the staff that I was on, or excuse me, the staff that was coaching uh, with this team at the current time, um, and they had mentioned that if I was really interested, you know, I tried to prime myself as a player to to be in the guy. Uh, you know, that's essentially trying to be the, the coach on the field. Yeah, um, It was an easy transition. My D-line coach actually ended up getting a D-coordinator job the year that I retired. Um, and they, they asked me to jump on and, and really walk right into to a D-line job. So uh, I got very, very lucky. Um, so, you know, my coaching journey started here in Calgary um, uh, in 2016. And since then, we've, we've just been rolling, man. And, and really, really enjoy myself and allows me to stay close to the game and uh, allows me to continue to teach a, a bunch of other people to do some stuff. Maybe my body couldn't do at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's the best part about coaching is just seeing everybody else's success because you, you know the work they put in.
0: For those of us who are maybe unfamiliar with the Canadian game, you know, with, with the, the, the dimensions of the field, the, the down, you know, there's some different rules there. And, and I think most of us, when we think of the different rules that, how, we, we know how they affect the offense, but how does it affect the defense, specifically the defensive line coaching with, you know, within the, the scheme of Canadian rules?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, first things first, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. The field's bigger. Um, so traditionally, if you're looking at your, your defensive line in the CFL game, essentially how I like to put it is, you know, I'll recruit. Uh, we'll look at off, uh, outside linebackers to come play DN. Look at you know, sec, d lime, and dns to come play three tech. So, you really you are bumping down a spot because the field is so much longer, it's so much wider. There is a crap ton of running up here, man. So, you know, that uh, your three four nose is not going to make it, you're just not going to make it up here. You're going to be gassed, play clocks 20 seconds. So, I mean, things are turning over fast. It's an exciting game, it's very uh, tailored to the offense, if I'm being quite honest, but in the same sense, um. You know, it's a pass rush league. There's only three downs to get your first down. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of balls going in the air. Um, So it's a fun league, I think, as a defensive lineman. And also, uh, you know, we have the yard off the ball. Um, We have to be aligned to yard off the ball instead of being nose to nose. Um, So, you know, that comes with its challenges as well. But, um, you know, like anything else, uh, find a way to get it done. Uh, We still be disruptive, uh, you know, and that's what we pride ourselves on up here in Calgary. And uh, we've we've been pretty successful in that matter.
0: Well, that's what we're talking about today is getting after the quarterback and, and, and being disruptive. So I'm going to let you go ahead and, and pull up your uh, presentation there. Um, yeah, you know, I never thought about with, with the, the three downs to get your first down and, and the field being wide like that, just affecting the different types of players that you have to play with. And um, yeah. you know, And, and I, now being a yard off the ball, does that – you feel like that helps you or does that hurt your guys?
1: Well, I think uh, being, a, being a yard off – it depends on how you look at it, you know. In the in the run game, we don't get a ton of uh, we don't get a ton of true inside zone. It's mostly outside zone stuff. Just again, catering to uh, the width of the field. So, I mean, I think it's a benefit for us in the run game, truthfully, just in the angle that we attack, um, you know. But in pass rush, you know, your get off is very important. You got to eat up essentially two yards, you know, depending on with the offense alignments, kick, and then the yard off the ball. So. You no, know, it just messes up the timing a little bit. I don't, you know, I don't care who you are once you come up here from, from the States. It's going to take about, you know, a good week if you really, you know, train yourself to tie in your hands and your feet because you've been doing it so long one way. So, again, it, it's a challenge, but it's something that I'm very aware of. You know, I struggle with it myself even uh, coming back to Canada after being in the States for so long. Well, I, where I'm from in Canada, we play four-down football anyway. So I really didn't play three-down football essentially until I came back to the CFL. Um, you know, so it takes, it takes a little bit of time, but, uh, you know, once, once you master it, it's like anything else, man, it's still one ball, uh, and one quarterback back there. And there's some, some slappy in front of you. You got to beat the season. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's all the same, but yeah, that's Well,
0: let's talk about how you, how you're coaching up your defensive line there, uh, at at Calgary. And again, it's just some, some interesting things. I've, I saw you, uh, in your presentation there on our coaching network with, with uh, pat coran and and we're going to be teaming up to do a, a d-line uh, clinic coming up but uh once i once i watched your stuff i knew i wanted we, we wanted to get you on and, and talk to you about it so let's let's talk about some d-line play
1: yeah absolutely man so you know one thing that we didn't get to touch on uh you know with pat and uh, uh that that clinic is that you know i got a couple of run stuff you know every d-line coach and he'll agree uh, it is it is great to rush a passer, and I do love it, you know. But if you can't if you can't stop that run, baby, you can kiss that pass rush goodbye. I don't care how good you are. So, uh, I'll, I'll run through a couple clips um, of what we're looking for. Some quick fundamentals. Again, I, I know we're under time uh, constraints, so I don't want to spend too much time. I'd rather just get to the film. But basic fundamentals in both run and pass: your stance, leverage, length, and balance. Control chaos. Balance is really, really, really important for me. Length and using your length, no matter what you've been, you know, gifted with, we got to find a way to to use that to maximize it to our to our fullest potential, uh, you know. And in stance, we'll, we'll get to once we get to some other clips here. Super important. Bird rabbit. What's that mean? Essentially, hey, we got any tips to anticipate a pass is coming? Do, do we have any tips to anticipate that the runs coming? And those are those are buzzwords and keywords that uh, you know we use not only as coaches but as our players. We you know stress them to communicate, communicate. Uh, in a sense that, hey, you know, we, we notice here that the quarterback, any time that he's in a staggered stance, shit, he's going to drop back and it's going to be passed. Hey, he's got square feet. Hey, this is a run read for us. And small, I mean, that's just one of uh, you know. If you look over in the in the red box over there, some examples personnel could tell you the depth of the running back, his alignment, where is he at, offensive line stance. You know, the, the traditional. The I can't remember what movie that was. White Knuckles. I don't know that it might not be all true, but. Uh, you know, there's certain different things you can look and pick up to figure out. If We know what the heck to expect that we can adjust our stance to be more explosive in the anticipation. So that's your bird rabbit. Uh, we echo that all day. Okay, run game, simple philosophy. Really, if you look here on the left side of the screen, OK, uh, front side, if that's the front side of the run, we're, we're looking to create an edge getting some knockback from both of those cats out there front side of it. And then backside, we still wanna live in the backfield, okay? Maybe one to two yards, um, but we're gonna look in the flat line, especially any outside zone going away from us. We really gotta protect ourselves backside of any cut, okay? As a, uh, as a, as a nose or a two eye or a one tech or a shade, and then we're gonna flat line and kill the cutback. That's why I really stress all of my defensive linemen to understand front side, while we're looking to dominate and put some on film to make people aware of us, scared of us, okay, that we're gonna blow you up. And on the backside, we gotta make that back think, man, I just wanna press it front side and take this TFL because if I cut it back, someone's gonna knock me out. So we are really going to think about that. And same for tunnel screens or anything like that. We gotta run to the ball. Anything that cuts back's gotta be us. We are the cutback players. Okay, and then the end, it doesn't have a line there, CBR, cutback, boot, reverse. We gotta be there for all of that, okay? So just quickly going through this, you see it's highlighted right there. Stop to the run. That's the number one key to defensive success, in my opinion, and millions of other coaches' opinions. The same thing. Okay, but again, we talk about earning our right to rush the passer. Okay, leverage knee benders are jawbreakers. That's from uh, my guy uh, Mike Waffle, uh, uh, awesome D line coach, old school guy. Okay, but he ain't lying. That goes. Hey, that ties into keeping the pads down. Okay, Uh, uh, gap integrity. Okay, we're gap integrity, but depending on who we got up front, maybe that changes, and we just say, "Hey, linebackers, you make us right." That's a great world. We can just cut people loose in the run game as well. Okay, and then you know how can we shrink the run by cutting down the edge? All right, we talked about cutback and anything else, and what we do. Violent hands. I don't care if it's pass or run. We got to be violent. All right, and then we got to shed and wrap up. I I hate. uh, uh, we do all the, all the good work, and then when it's time to cash a check, uh, we fumble it or we rip the check. You know, let's go ahead and wrap up. Let's, let's uh, get the money. Okay, and then just quick uh, offensive line study, things that we look at, okay, different blocks that come to you. All right, we got a cut block. It's got to trigger our hands. And any base block, we're always thinking about using our length explosion, striking through, we're thinking about, Leverage, right? Keeping them pads down. You mean to shoot? I might say it every clip, yes, I, sir. Okay? yes, sir. Yes, But we're always thinking about lifting these offensive linemen up in, in, in one way or another. Can we lift these offensive linemen up off of their feet? Which means you can't do that without length, you can't do it without explosion, you can't do it without your uh, hands above your eyes. And again, you'll see how that transitions to our pass rush as well. Okay, reach blocks and push pull stuff, doubles, splits. I mean, this is all stuff that uh, just different identifiers of what we need to start triggering in our mind, okay? So this first drill I'm going to look into, and I try to find some drills that, you know, anybody at any level can have, you know, even up here in Calgary, we necessarily don't have all the stuff that, you know, big college programs have as far as equipment, or NFL um, teams, organizations have as far as equipment, okay? But we make the best out of what we got, so... In my mind, I was trying to think about some stuff that I could find that uh, you know, all coaches can use at all levels, OK? So this is going to be a lift and shed. We do have a moving sled here. Whether you have one that's knocked the, or sorry anchored into the ground, uh, we can, you can use that as well. Or you can use players. I've used just players against players on this. But for this drill, you'll see I'm going to use a single man uh, sled. What we're looking for, we've got to explode out them hips. Okay, You'll hear every coach talk about that. Very important. All right, we want to work that leverage, OK? We want to lift the sled up again, working for extension. I really wanted to have muscle memory in my guys' mind to really think that they can, man. We can really lift these jokers off their feet. Okay. And then we want to obviously shed and come to balance, which you'll see here uh, coming up in these clips. Now, two, two thoughts of uh, thought process on this. Now, all these drills that I'm pulling up here are from training camp, I believe most of them. So <clears throat> we got to make sure this is a perfect time because this is as raw as my guys are going to get from year to year, in the first couple practices in camp. Okay, Now, I'm not a huge guy that says lead with the head. <clears throat> excuse me. I understand that some guys like to do it just because it, it allows them to create separation. All right. But I'm really I'm a real firm believer in using our hands and everything. All right. But again, we want to keep them ham, the elbows tucked in. We want to have a, a race of the breastplate. Breast All right. But again, ideally here, I want my guys to strike underneath. <clears throat> I want them to strike uh, underneath this yellow or excuse me, this gray pad right there. All right, with our hands, we're going to full extension here. I could see his hips going a little bit better here, okay? But we're shedding off here, and we come back to balance so we can make our play, okay? So that's essentially the point of this drill. Now, what you'll see in the CFL is most of my DNs, that other guy was a D tackle. My DNs, nine times out of 10, will be in a two-point stance. There's so much motion that happens up here in this league where they uh, traditionally, if any kind of jet sweep, I want my guys to see it. Or what, what they have is a waggle, meaning the receivers say, if this is the line, if this, this is the center, let's say this is the line of scrimmage, and say this guy was a receiver, he would have a running start here. Boom, ball snapped their gun. So I'm keying my DNs. I say, hey, stand up, cross key through the football to these uh, receivers. As soon as they hit here, trust me, that ball's coming out. Okay, another thing, I know I'm kind of getting off topic here, but. No, shit, you're good. I you're good. Mind, this is interesting. But, Another thing for, for, for our guys uh, and even down south is, hey, <clears throat> I'm not a big stickler on you have to watch the ball. If you are going to watch the ball as you get off, watch the back of the football. That'll be the first thing to move. Don't watch the front of it. But if you want a guy who likes to look at the football, you like to look at your key. Let's talk about this guy. If he's a DN and this is his offensive tackle. I tell my guys, hey, watch, watch that outside of his, uh, his knee that's kicked back. Okay. Or watch the, the, his back foot. Those traditionally are the first things that, you, that move an offensive lineman's body, okay? And that moves, and especially them tackles now, if we pay attention, we all know them tackles leave about a hair earlier than that ball does, okay? So if we're moving at the first thing in, in their body that's moving, then we're putting ourselves in a really good uh, position. So again, I'd like to see a little bit more strike out of this guy. I don't want our face to be included in it, okay? Uh, but again, really good lift. Okay, we're going to shed. Now, again, if you want to shed over the top or underneath, again, I always allow guys to do what got them here at this point in their career. If they show me something that does not work, well, then we will adjust. Okay. But at the same time, I want people to be successful and comfortable. We're always looking to add tools, not necessarily take them away unless the tools are rusty. Okay. So, again, that's the point of this drill right here. So, 97, who just did that rep, okay, you'll see him and essentially exploding through, getting some knockback. Okay, that's him right here, all right, <clears throat> with the nose. You'll see him here firing off. Good, good location. we win in the breastplate here. If we take a look at everything else, we are living in the backfield right now. Do we make this tackle, he doesn't, okay? We can be much better on this shed, but what he does do, all right, he just like affecting the passer uh, in any timing, uh, timing routes with the receivers, if we affect the path of this running back, it makes him do what? Chop his feet, stop his feet. Now, where's the rest of the artillery, baby? Here we are. Man, we tackle by population here. Okay, so how many hats can we get to the ball? That's what we need to get done. All right, great job. Okay? Disruption is the key. Okay, here's this next drill, a push-pull drill. Now, this is something that, uh, you know, I was taught in, in junior college. One of my coaches there, and Coach Aguirre at Palomar, he's retiring this year. So, Coach, if you're going to listen, which I know you probably will, congratulations on that. Okay. So this is just a push pull drill. All you need is just uh, your linemen. Okay. But essentially how I like to work this drill is I start them in head up and sometimes I start them back shoulder and and, and you'll see once we get to the film, but I want to start, have them started from a disadvantage point. Essentially what we're working is a reach. Okay. Fighting against the reach. So I already have them in the, in the back half placement where they're already half reached. Okay. So in this situation, want to work for that gap and hat placement back front side. Okay? In any situation where we're getting, you we feel like we're getting reached, I tell my guys, hey, work that extension and run your feet. The worst thing that are, or excuse me, something that it, you make a, a positive out of a negative is if you end up getting knocked back, okay, from your offensive lineman, if you can knock them back, you might not get to your gap, but you again, you you're making the back chop his feet because you cut you cut them off by using the offensive lineman, putting him in your gap. Okay, so we can do both, we're living in a real pretty world. And then gap shed to the running back in this drill right here. Okay, here we go. So if you look, okay, so play side going here. So we start here, we go here. So it's essentially five yards. So again, you see his hat placement is backside, his gap is up here. Okay, so we're backside, boom. He's gonna push with this gap hand, which is over here, and he's gonna pull down this. We're trying to anchor his shoulders so that we can slip through to get to our gap. Okay, so you're gonna see here, boom, perfect, good job. Now we gotta work our feet. We don't wanna cross over, right? We always wanna have that good base. You end up crossing your feet, you'll be on the ground. If you're paying rent on the ground, maybe you ain't making no plays. If you ain't making no plays, well, you really ain't playing a ton of football, really. Okay, so we wanna keep that good base. We got that push pull here. Let's see if we can work our hat to the other side. Okay, now we get to this five-yard marker. Now what we're doing is why we want the hat on this side because now it puts him backside again when we work the drill back this way here, which you'll see, boom. You see him switch hands. I kind of don't like that elbow so high. I'd rather have it tucked in. We need to get our pads down here, Ty, okay? But it's Perfect. a good job here. are getting knocked back, okay? I just have a back standing there. Obviously, we got a bunch of, we're all big boys here, man. No one's really elusive. Okay, but it's good here. And we go for sheds, same side here, uh, as opposed to the next drill you'll see. So, again, just push pull, again, working, good framework, working full extension. Again, we are our strongest when we are our longest. And I always use this analogy, okay? When you were at the peak of your physical fitness and you were going for that PR on that bench press, baby. And for me, it wasn't very heavy, okay? But I still needed it. When you unrack that joker, OK, and you got it locked out at the top or you can hold that weight. When you start bending them elbows and that weight's coming down on your chest. That's what you feel how heavy that joker is. Right. So, yeah, yeah. we are our strongest when we are our longest. So let's work full extension and a good shed and rip right here. I'd like to see him finish.
0: Coach, okay. I think uh, to, to just to clear up a coaching point. I think you were talking about earlier, so if they're getting beaten, like if I can't get reached, you know, yep. like the saying goes, it's not a sin to get reached, but it's a sin to stay reached. Yep. Were, were you saying, you know, to kind of at that point to drop those sifts down and drive those guys vertical, or so at least making that, that run back bubble or how would you, if, if I'm getting exactly, re-
1: Exactly, Ty. So say, say in this sense right here, they're, let's say they're running outside zone over here. Yeah. Okay, and this offensive lineman's got me reached. I can't get my hat placement there, but what I can do is, I can push on a 45-degree angle, okay, even if I'm reached, I'm back shoulder to make this ball instead of going straight outside zone off my off uh, the offensive lineman's butt. If we push this here, now we're changing the path just a little bit wider to buy times for the guys who are going to insert to replace me. Yeah. If I got backers who love me because I've been holding double teams my whole life for these jokers, that if I make a mistake, they're going to go ahead and clean me up, right? So right. exactly right, Ty. If we get this knockback, okay, while we might not be in our gap, we're using a piece of this offensive lineman, okay, to make this ball bubble. And or in a really good world, if the back says, "Hey, I don't want this. I'm gonna cut it back." Well, guess what? By us being wrong, we're right because we're, we're backside, we're cut off, but we're also there for the cutback. But we know those guys are coming to hunt backdoor as well. So if we can, if we can, we can run our feet. If we can put them in the backfield. Let's make this, this this ball bubble so everybody else can, can come help out. So <clears throat> right here, we'll look at this this guy right here in this situation. Okay, so even if you're looking at it from from, it happens in a, in a multitude of different ways and different blocking schemes. Okay, but right here we get a pull read. All right, we're not going to cross face. You see that he's trying to over, he's trying to make contact, be in the center, and trying to wheel back here. Okay, we've got a push pull right there. It's a good job. We know that he's doing it because you see his his shoulders are no longer uh, uh, horizontal with the line of scrimmage now. We've opened them up, okay, and then here's our shed. all right, We can do a better job of bringing it up. okay, but again, if we look at it, if we look at it, all right, we're running our feet. he's stopping his feet. He got a cut back trying to spin out of it. Is it a clean tackle? Is it ever a form tackle? My defensive tackles, uh, barely ever. I've barely seen any form tackles, all right? we yeah. just got to wrap this joker up, okay? Right. That's a good job. Okay, now uh, playing off of something that drills similar, we go piggyback this drill off of this to go into the post arm, okay? So, again, you'll see we're talking about full extension lockout. You want to sit in a chair with a base, all right? You want to maintain that outside arm free, all right? You want to maintain stance, or distance, excuse me, from the offensive linemen. All right, then on this drill, we cross face the shed. So it's still playing into the same thing. Okay, now we got our hat. We're already in now. So, again, outside zone this way. We are already in our gap. Okay, we played the base. They're trying to wheel us out. We're keeping them off them. We got that outside arm free because if that's the path of the run, we're going to make that play. Okay, if that guy sees us there and he wants to cut back, well, we can shed this guy across our face, and we come back and make this play as well. Okay. This could be used also as hey, we're backside. Okay. It's outside zone this way. Okay. I'm a, I'm a two-eye right here on a guard. I'm backside. I'm just playing here off of the, off of a cut. So I got my hand ready for play to cut block backside. Okay. And then also for him trying to cut me off, I, I'm, I'm living in a perfect world. Okay. And what you'll see here is, oh, excuse me. I skipped the, the cutback. So again, we're working it here. This is more of a flat track now, because remember if, 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 if I'm on a situation where if I'm backside as a nose, if I'm backside of the run, I'm only living in a world where I'm one, one and a half maybe yards in the backfield before I'm flat tracking for the cutback. As a backside defensive lineman, if you're too far up the field backside, that back comes up here and cuts it underneath you, then we're, you know, we're killing ourselves. Right. Okay, so this is a good job right here. Boom, now again, we're rolling it back. So we got to, it's really good for our footwork here. Keep a good base. Okay, I put the back here. If you got uh, later, we end up going here and actually showing the cut to trigger it. But it's a good job here. Boom, we're keeping them at bay. And then what we always know about this, fellas, right? We at work this uh, essentially like a long arm, but this post arm here, these offensive linemen are doing everything they can, okay, to run their feet to at least wheel us out of the gap. All right, well, all we're doing is like countering at the level with the quarterback. We're letting his momentum go. We're helping him escort. And if we're going to swim over the top in a cross face. Okay, which I do like in this situation, we have to keep it tight. We do not want to have a wide path where we're swimming over the top up here because we're exposing some ribs for them to hook us. Okay, keep it tight. It's a good job right there. All right, pull ourselves through. Okay, now here, all right, uh, I believe it will be this defensive end here. There's going to be no cutback, but just understanding what we're trying to get accomplished. Okay, boom, he's playing this. He's front side. Okay, keep him away from you. Sit in that chair. All right. Keep your leverage. All right. Now I'm telling you right now, uh, big Tony Washington here, he's probably six, 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 five, like a Casher here is six six four, probably so. So, I mean, we're losing that battle as far as, as height and length, but we make ourselves longer like this. All right. We're giving ourselves a, a better opportunity to keep this joker away at bay. All right. Like again, anything else, if we got the back cutting and chopping his feet, we got to show up. Okay. And again, we're right here to be a part of this play by keeping this guy off of us the whole time. So that's exactly what we're trying to get accomplished, okay? Uh, and it worked out perfect for us right there. Now, we're going into double team, okay? <clears throat> and again, just using things that I, b- I believe everybody's going to have. We're using a goal post and a pop-up for this drill, okay? So again, in, in a double team, and the way that we like to think about it is we want to we pressure strike our primary key. So if you're a three technique and it's, the, it's that guard is your primary key, well, hey, in a double team or, or whatnot, we're still, I want us to focus on our primary key rather than the guy who's coming down the double. Because if you can turn a two-on-one into a one-on-one, meaning, hey, we're striking the heck out of this primary key. So now that the offensive linemen are on two different levels out the gate, well, guess what? That next offensive lineman is going to say, hey, I'm not retreating for this block. I'm just going to keep climbing to the linebacker. And then now we turn it into a one-on-one block, but we'll still have gap integrity. Okay, so we want to really strike our primary key. Again, we want to maintain that leverage. We want to shoot the hip. Okay, If we do end up not getting them on two different levels, we want to shoot that hip into that secondary key, which is the one who's going to come down on you, being an offensive tackle if, uh, if you're a three-tech in a double team. Okay, you want to get skinny in the gap. Now, nah, I, I, I do know, you know, I've been taught to drop your knee. Hey, if you feel comfortable dropping your knee, and you can, get, you can fire yourself and slingshot yourself back up, by all means, get it done. But the same concept goes you drop that knee and you get folded or you know what I mean? You drop that knee and you're slow getting up. Well, we're going to have to change that. Okay. So, uh, and that's, and that's just my opinion. Uh, and then they're ready to trigger, uh, on the shed as well. Okay. Yeah. What we're going to do here is boom, two point stance. Okay. DN here using the goal pose is the primary key. Uh, I believe, uh, we're working on our, our even techniques, which is head up technique. Okay. But you still get doubles, but, Essentially, if you shoot backside shoulder, boom, there it is. Boom, work that hip in there. We're good. Okay, work that hip. Now, again, if we can really, if this shock is so good right here, where we get knocked back on this guy, and again, you'll see this o lineman come to double, he'll get a piece of the hip, and he'll climb. Because he's not, if we knock this joker back and we're moving forward, he's not going to step here and then retreat to stick this double. It's not going to happen. He's going to keep moving forward. And, again, that's how, we, in my mind, we turn a double team into a, a base block, really. <clears throat> and it just goes into exactly what we're doing on the single-man sled. But if we do find ourselves uh, on the same – that these guys are on the same level, okay, let's throw that hip in there, keep our feet hot, keep that good base, be ready to shed.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I, I like using the goal post for this type of drill because it is working like that worst-case scenario where you don't get that guy on two different levels. Because sometimes, you know, it's a little different in high school, but if you're using, like, your second or third string – D line as your, as your look guys. Well, yep. they should get knocked back on that guy. And then it, you don't really get a great look of what it feels like to not be able to get those guys yep. on different levels. So
1: no, no doubt, no doubt Ty, And, then, you know, truthfully in the run game, um, and even some, some pass rush drills will always work. You know, I, we work run pods and, and our run fits and run keys all the time. Okay, but some of these drills I do. I like trying to start them in a disadvantaged spot because guess what, fellas? The game is not easy as it sounds. That's why, you know, I tell my guys all the time, hey, the team we're playing, they're pass happy. They've been going against their scout team all week and things are plush, you know. (laughs) Come game day, it's not going to be that easy for that offensive line that they've been seeing all week. You know, it's the same thing I believe in drill work, too, is how can we do it from a disadvantaged position sometimes uh, to really make us work? At least the muscle and the mind, the mental memory of what we need to get done here. Okay, so that's ninety-one. He's our three technique. I believe he's be the one up here. Okay, getting this double team. Boom. I don't. I'd like to see a little bit. Uh, I mean, he's reacting well. I'd like to see a little bit more striking explosion. Okay, but he's doing a good job. You can already see this lineman is already looking to get up to the next level. Okay, but he does a great job. Okay, thinking about hey, I got him on the same level. I really got to fight to get in this crease, okay? He sinks his hips He fires this trigger arm here into that gap, getting underneath that armpit. We're still trying to get lift, even in a double team. It's a great job there, getting lift on the shed. Come on, you make us a play in the backfield, man. Okay, here goes our, our two-eye here. Okay, you're going to play uh, backside shoulder, okay? Backside shoulder flow. So, again, this is more of a of a a reaction more than of of an attack. So almost the same premise of footwork in a three, four rather than a four, three. Okay. So here you're a little bit more patient. Read what you got. Okay. Playing backside shoulder on that right there, sit in there. Once the guy leaves to the next level, we got to get rid of our primary key. We show up and here we are again, living in the backfield,
0: man. See getting those guys to be able to shed that primary key. That's a, um, I think that's a great way to handle it also. And then, and make that double team a single block.
1: Yep. I mean, and and more times than not, if we can really get hands on him, I mean, there are some runs obviously where, you know, they'll piggyback and try to scoop you here and then he'll, he'll sit here and nudge or get to the next level. Hey, if we can maintain this in any situation where they are trying to get to the next level and we got hands on this joker and this guy's piggybacking to scoop us out of there. Hey, we, I want a steak dinner. I want a steak dinner. Okay, we're keeping these guys clean because those are the guys who I ain't never seen the D lineman, you know, lead a team in tackles. And if they should, I hope it's pro because that guy needs to get paid. But let's let these linebackers work, and they'll they'll return the favor for us as well. All right, <clears throat> but yeah, we once they once they show once they leave to go to the next level, we got to show up. Okay, now transitioning here into the pass rush again. I'll, I'll try to get through this quick. Okay, just basic philosophies. Okay, for for us, right? I really push our guys to be to be intelligent, not just physical specimens. You need to be a physical nasty dog to play D line. That's just that's just what it is. Okay, but what can we do? To prepare ourselves and understanding that will allow us to be physical, to be nasty. Okay, but to have a little bit of a, a understanding of when and why we want to use it. So K Y P, know your personnel, understand the man that we're facing. All right, understand their protection, what they like to do, how we beat it understand how does this quarterback like to set up? Is he set up at nine and step up to, to seven and get the ball out? Is he set, set up at 10? Okay, at 10 yards, he just sit back there. If so, that's going to change our pass rush plan, right? All right, so we got to have a plan. we got to have our angles, our setups. All right, we got to know the situations down in distance, okay? Obviously, what protection comes with, uh, you know, off of what formations. Or out of what front are we in? Do we usually see uh, protection-wise from this team? How have we decided we're going to manipulate that this week? All right? Obviously, knowing what? Three seconds or less. Some some teams now are getting that ball out even faster than three seconds, okay? Uh, so we got to do a really good job in our mind, our mental clock. Hey, there's no plays off. We can't take plays off. Violent hands, you see that show up again. And we talk about pass rush. Hey, that was in there for the run game as well. All right? Calculated moves, calculated punches. All right. And then again, we got to attack that quarterback's arm because he got he got the pot of gold, man. One football out there. All right. And it's not exclusive to the offense. Okay, so we got to do our due diligence of getting it for ourselves, scoring for ourselves defensively or getting it back to our offense. But either way, we're trying to get that ball for our team. Okay, Uh, just looking at diagrams again, understanding what kind of sets you get uh, your rush plan, depending where the quarterback sets up at. Okay, Uh, same thing down here for the defensive end all right, things that I think about for defensive tackles, that quarterback will fill that A-gap and B-gap rush. Trust me. He'll fill that before he fills those defensive ends. So we got to okay. be vertical. we got to be violent, okay, and then we got to be disruptive, whether that's getting the quarterback off the spot or we're, we're, we're killing his vision as far as getting hands up if we can't get back there. Okay, defensive ends, got to use that get-off now. We're coming from a lot further, all right? got to take advantage of our rush angles, okay? We have to be able to uh, t- I say it all the time, all right? If you could, if you can get that get off, and you can, you can uh, turn turn the corner, bend down, and pick up a dime underneath the coffee table without slowing down. Well, trust me, you are going to make a a lot of money. Okay, rushing the passer, all right, uh, blindside rushes. We gotta uh, obviously secure the sack, but come on, man, we're really pushing to get that ball out. And again, we got we got to use our tools. And and in pass rush, uh, I really am a firm believer as well as a set the game. It's a chess match. Okay. It's a chess match with coaches. It's just as much as a chess match as players and setting up the pass rush moves. And again, I, you know, I heard another coach talk about this as well as Aaron Donald is a goat man had 20 sacks one year, but he took a thousand reps to get 20 sacks. Think about that percentage wise. If I did some stuff like that in school, I'd be kicked out. Right. But right. in football, right. Hey, so set it up. You know, you might, you might do one move here and get stuck. Okay, well, see why you got stuck and then take advantage of it the next time and, and making it look the same and then bringing something else different. Okay, same thing that we had for offensive line study um, as far as the run game. Okay, the same thing in the pass game. Every week I give my guys a sheet and breaking them down as hey, who is this guy? How does he like to play? How does he like to set? How does he like to set with his hands? Is he a big puncher? Is he a low hand setter? Is he a high hand setter? Does he punch with his inside hand or his gap hand? Like small different things that. It'll adjust to what we do. It might not necessarily change the move that we like to do, but it might change of when we throw it or how we throw it. Okay, so again, low hands to me equals some chop, chop club, long arms, bull rush. Okay, power move, high hands. We want the swipes, the forklift, We want to rip underneath that. So different things like that. High pads, well, guess what? If they're playing basketball out there, we're playing football. We're going to drop the hammer. We're going to play some power stuff. If we got guys who like to be aggressive and leaners, Okay. Well, we might let them. We might even give them a bull rush so they think it's going to be one of those all where he's going to be aggressive and attack us. Lean forward. Okay. Well, then we're going to step them, and then we're going to we're going to euro step after that, or we're going to swim over the top, or we're going to push pull and you know allow these guys to be themselves, uh, meaning the offensive lineman. But how can we take advantage of that? Okay. Square hips. We're going to get vertical if he opens his hips, which is what we want the O lineman to do. That will trigger our inside move okay, or our counters, okay, so just different stuff like that, again, that we really dive deep into each each of our, our offensive linemen that we're going to face, and then we, we drill it hard uh, week to week, and it, and it obviously changes week to week with your opponent, okay, so long arm, we'll talk about, this is a three-strike drill, and again, just using our picking drills that I believe we can, uh, everybody can take advantage of, we'll use the goalpost for this, but again, same thing, check it out, we're creating that length, okay, Hands above eye, the same thing. We want to be on the balls of our feet. Location of the long arm, all right? And think about it as a shot put. We really want to strike. We want to throw everything into it. It's got to be a surprise. I heard uh, I was on a clinic uh, last week, and I heard Coach, uh, I want to say Randall. Randall Joiner. Anyway, he's at Ole Miss now, but he said uh, like a bow and arrow. Man, couldn't have, couldn't have picked a better one for myself. I might start using that. But if you really think about it, that's how you want your upper body, your shoulder flexibility. Okay, which is really a, essentially really your torso, but uh, I want to see how can we create that length. Okay, so again, we're doing a good job here. I'd like to see him. When I say balls of our feet on our toes, I'm talking about this lead foot right here. I'd like to see that be on the balls instead of flat foot, because anytime in pass rush we're flat footed, we're not moving forward. Okay, and it has a chance for us to get stalemated. So I want to keep these on the balls of our feet, so that when we do react off of a long arm, depending on what we get from our offensive alignment. Okay, we're explosive out of this next step, okay? But what you'll see is a great job. He's creating length, meaning <clears throat> the same thing, just like that bow and arrow. If you think about it, even in your head, Ty, even in your head right now, if I said, hey, launch that bow and arrow, you are naturally gonna open that joker up. That's exactly how your shoulders should be for a long arm, okay? Uh, He's doing a great job right here, and then we'll transition out of it here, okay? Same thing, boom, doing a great job, okay, with hands, all right, above our eyes. Now, one thing I would like, you see this arm that's dragging right here, okay? I would like to see that arm loaded right there. Again, think about that bow and arrow and you pull him back, that arm would be right here. So it's the same concept right there, okay? Again, we've got to do a little bit better job on our footwork, and I don't like this drop step. But again, hey, that's coaching, man. We're in training camp right now,
0: okay? That's good I wanna- job. I want to bring the attention to detail that I noticed your guys are doing that that I have mine do as well. And I think it's can sometimes be overlooked Is they're starting to drill with, with active hands and active feet, which, I, which I think is, which I picked up from somebody and, and it wasn't that long ago, but you know, that, that you want to, your guys when they're doing that stuff to, to have those feet, those, those hands and feet active to best simulate what they're going to be doing when they're actually executing the move. I think if you start from a dead position, that's really not not as realistic, uh, you know, as you'd like it to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, you know, you know that on that note, Ty, you know, the jury's out on that, you know. But I'm I'm up with the belief of, of you is, you know, there's nothing, um, there's nothing really ordinary about defensive line movement, right? Yes. So in my mind, it, it takes time to get your hands and feet to work together, okay, yeah. dur- during pass rush. So if we can steal, and especially to us here, man, I got 10 minutes during the season of Indy. You know, yeah. I'd like to have 30.
0: Oh, yeah, we, we all, yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, so we, we really got to, it's, it's, it's crunching time, but it's also, like you said, man, that's, that's what the game's going to be. Okay, so here, here's another thing to crunch time. Now I just have them on opposite sides, say, hey, everybody, we're going to go to our right. All right, now we got two going at the same time to steal some reps. Okay, but again, really want to work what? Balls of our feet. We're flat footed. And if you really take a peek at a lot of my passers drills, fellows, we're working that inside foot is going to be the lead leg. Because to me, once we start doing any of our uh, Euro steps uh, or getting off with our hands, anything that happens, that lead leg, that's where the pressure comes. That's where the violence comes is when you're on that inside foot step towards that offensive lineman. So we work off of that foot. OK, but again, you see and they're both flat footed and you'll end up seeing uh, we'll get to it after. But again, from here off of this, OK, I have them working uh, just an escape plan. All right. And I'm trying to have them protect that inside shoulder, dip that shoulder down so the offensive lineman can't touch us. All right. And then we're working tight to the bag here. Again, how fast can we get on the O lineman's back and get to the quarterback? Okay. So, again, they'll see just uh, some, from some training camp, some one-on-one. Boom. This is what I want. That toe's right there. That's perfect. Okay? We're on our toes. Okay? We're transitioning ourselves. The shot put is good. If you look, though, what I'm looking at is that shot, that shock, okay, of what the long arm's supposed to be like. Okay? Now, I believe the leverage could be a little bit better on this. But what I'd like to see is, boom, hey, if we're living in this world where he's retreating like this, okay, uh, and we got him lifted off his feet. Hey, that's great. If we can, you can see here, he's got his hand located on this inside uh, shoulder plate. Okay. And that will be more times than not where I'd like my guys to throw that. <clears throat> okay. Because if we out- hit that inside shoulder and open it up a few things happen for it. Okay. It opens up the shoulder opposite. Okay. To where it's going to dip this, his, his upfield shoulder, it's going to dip the offensive lineman's shoulder down. Okay. So, but now we can work that club hand right here and then escape quick swimming cap over the top. If we hit that inside shoulder and he opens it up so much, well, guess what? We just cross facing straight to the quarterback. Okay. But a lot of times if we end up, it allows us to feel what kind of anchor we're going to get from this offensive lineman. Okay. In this situation where he's off his feet. Yes. Keep driving that joker back because he's got no base. If he's going back one foot by one foot, keep driving that joker. He's got no base. If he's two foot hopping, hey, he's got a little bit of, he's anchoring. He's got a base. But by two foot hopping, he's leaning his, his, body, his body forward, okay? How does that change our escape plan off of the long arm or counter off of it? Okay, so these are all things that we'll try to cover here. Okay, long arm cross face for this drill, okay? Same thing, great length, hands above eyes, balls in our feet, location, same shot put. Now we're just countering at the level of the quarterback. Okay, boom, same guy, same Benny. Hey, okay, boom! Now we cross facing. So again, it's almost really. If you think about it, like that post arm. Okay, we're doing a little bit better job now. You see, he's trying to work on the balls of his feet. He's got his hand. I'd like to see it still locked and loaded up here, like a fighting position, right? Ty, I don't know, man. You, you look like you look like you, you know, you do good with the uh, with the ladies, you know. I don't know. You are like myself? We got these pretty faces. Might have been a long time since we got into a fight, but you and I both know, Ty. We walk into a fight with our hands down. It's over, man. We're gonna be Toothless. So the same thing with pass rush. We got to keep our hands up, ready to rock, ready to fight. Okay. Same thing. 94 can work on that right there. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll look out here to 96. Good. Long arm right there. Okay. Now, again, countering at the level depends on a few things. One literally means if we're at the level of the quarterback, let's counter back because we know most quarterbacks are here and then we'll step up. Okay. But if you got a quarterback who likes to step up quick, okay, we can go ahead and counter early. Now, truthfully, this is a little too early for me. Uh, for my liking, but at the same time, one must say we got two guys meeting. Uh, we got a meeting at the quarterback, quarterback room, D line meeting. Okay, balls out. All right, and we recovered it all within our D line room. All right, so that, that's one of those things where I coach and say, "Hey, just remember now what we got." But I'm a, hey, I'm gonna shut up at the same time because exactly. we'll make a play. Okay, yeah. But again, if we're looking, hey, we can have a little bit better length, but we got great leverage. We got great location. his his shoulders are opened up to the sideline as far as his offensive linemen. So that's telling me that I can make an inside move. He's not going to be able to retrace. Okay, so that's a good job here by him doing it. And even on this side, okay, you sink that long arm and that inside shoulder. Okay, we got cover players going to cover him out. And a lot of this is, is built into what we try to do is give this quarterback the semblance of, oh my God, they parted the red sea for me. Let me go ahead and step up. And it's really, it's not that, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Good job, attack that football, get the ball out, celebrate together, man. It's, it's what I love. That's what I love. We work hard together. Okay, transition to this next one, same cat. He'll be over here on the uh, right side of the screen. <clears throat> okay, Chris Casher from Florida State. Boom, okay, he's going uh, hesitation, stutter step. I'd like to see him a little bit more aggressive as far as when we throw that long arm, but what he does a good job is location. Take a peek here. We're, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's what I would call a high hand. You see, naturally, Worker. he's already fit his hand under there to forklift that joker Joker off. Okay, yeah. But what we do is we already have a, a situation where I've given this guy the two-way go, and he's the read player. So if we got at vertical B, and usually that will happen is if you have an offensive tackle who likes to kick out really fast to go challenge the DN. I'll say, hey, all right, three-tech, shoot, you're going to be the one here with the two-way go. If you rush high, you are the contained player. And what we've done is really – I don't really like using the word contain player, to be honest, depending on who the quarterback is, but we've really shrunk the pocket from being a contain out here through the B gap, and then he'll just wrap off it. But the technique is still good. We've got good uh, pull down here at the level. You can see now essentially he's taking the DN spot. Now we're coming back here to chop some stuff up. Disruption, right? Is it a sack right away? Absolutely not. Okay, but not too many people are making plays with all this BS going on around the quarterback. Okay. He even got out further than I thought he would, but again, we can't stop rushing. We stop rushing. We kill ourselves. Fellas, you've got to keep, continue to rush. Your initial move might not work more times than not, but after that, who else is somebody else's initial move might've worked. Okay. Let's get the quarterback off the spot. Okay. Same thing. Use that get off. Great job. Boom. There's that long arm. Okay. And again, he, he uh, law Cordero law, uh, a crafty vet, you know he's he's in his 30s now, but technician. Okay, and you don't even have to be the strongest. Now I'm not saying he's not strong, he's a strong cat. Okay, but you don't have to be the strongest if you've got great technique. And again, for for anybody who works with uh the younger kids or college coaches, you know, technique is so important to what we drill here because that is what was is gonna keep somebody who wants to play pro football. That's gonna keep you in the game the longest your brain as far as your knowledge of the game and what's about to happen and your technique. And so when your body starts shutting down on you in your old age, well, what's going to save you, your knowledge and your technique. You might not be able to run a, a, a four, six, 40 anymore as a defensive end, but guess what? You don't have to, if you know where that ball's going to be, you could be a five, two guy and just show up. Okay. So it's the same premise, but that's a good job there by uh, 41. We're going long arm here. We're at the level of the quarterback. Okay. Counterback right there. That's a good job when we counter back with this arm here, we're capping that inside arm of that lineman. Boom, we're perfect. Perfect. Okay, both of these cats here are working long arm, both the defensive ends. We'll start with the one on the left side here on the screen. Okay, he working long arm. We're talking about lifting people off their feet. Okay, great location now. We're, look, he's coming on the edge, all right? But this guy, again, plus minus, because we got a three-man game going on inside here where our, our, our rapper's coming to this gap, so we want to keep him outside. Okay, but he ends up going inside. Okay, but again, using the momentum of the offensive alignment, more times than not, when you hit that edge, these offensive linemen are going to wheel and try to push you vertically past the quarterback because they know what we know. Quarterback's going to step up. KYP for us is Jeremiah Masoli, not necessarily one that will escape up inside the pocket. He likes to lose ground. Okay? So another plus minus for this guy because we talked about that. Our KG vet, remember what I said now? This is Cash's first year as a starter. This guy's been starting since 2012, for crying out loud. Okay, so again, he ends up knowing how the quarterback's escaping. Are you gonna work that? And hey, sack is a sack, man. You might run somebody out of bounds and get a sack for it. Some of them are gonna be easy, but it doesn't matter. Still shows up as a sack. Okay, but as far as what we're talking about, great job of keeping the offensive lineman away with that long arm. You see that hand. Look, he's ready to forklift off if he has to. Okay, he doesn't have to. But again, as far as technique and what we look for is crossing, and facing, and, and counter at the level. All right, this is a beautiful job of, of, of getting the offensive linemen off of us, okay? But again, tackle, sack, no matter what, by population. And this is, again, what I love, man. To celebrate together, fellas. It's a game. Have some damn fun. All right, now let's talk about it. We saw a couple triggers, all right? Long arm forklift, okay? Three strikes. We use a tire, man. I'm not sure everybody will have that. And then do some boxing gloves. Hey, just go buy some. Go buy some and get some work done. We'll see right here. Okay, so essentially, I have these guys already, again, muscle memory technique, already have them with that forklift hand up. Okay, so this is your high hand setters now. So we're just gonna do three strikes, three strikes, boom, forklift it off, rip around the corner. Okay, I think he falls here, footwork. Okay, again, we wanna have, see how that hand's dropped. I'd like it started out already with the forklift in mind. It's just for me, MMT, muscle memory technique, muscle memory, muscle memory, boom, good job, fork it off, rip underneath. Now, some people like to fork lift the hand off and then swim over the top. Look, he just did it. Okay, forklift it off, all right, and then they swim over the top. Now, again, that falls in the same premise of if you can do that and you're successful with it, then I'm going to be hands off. But if you do it and it ain't working for you, we're going to turn that into a rip. Because to me, I don't want to waste too much of our time. If we have already lifted this hand off, if we can just rip ourselves right underneath, man, we're not, we're not giving this guy a chance by pulling the hand back down to block us, okay? If he does wigs. It's a great job. Nice, tight swim to cap right there, okay? I'd like the, him to rip before he reaches, okay? And then anything, in any of the rushes, and again, we're only talking about a couple today, all right? But any of our rushes, we always want to finish with a reach. Try to get that ball out. Always in our mind, attack that ball, and again, just for this drill purpose, it looks like it's, it's it is part of the drill. But we really want to work it, uh, regardless of what we're trying to get done. Okay, okay. Same premise here. All is, here's your boxing gloves. All it is is I have that uh, one glove towards that inside chest plate. Okay, and here's your high hand. And again, now we're just tying it off with our footwork. With our footwork. <clears throat> okay. Some are using a euro step with it. Some are using a long step with it. Okay. Long step with me. This back foot, we just work in straight vertical before we get on the back of the, of the offensive lineman. Euro step would be we explode off of this foot. And we hop out of more of a 45-degree angle to create the space before we hop back. Regardless, excuse me, they're both uh, good footwork, great footwork that we coach, okay? But I think depending on where you're at, who you're facing, to me dictates when, when not to use which. Okay, but you can see a pretty good job of these guys here. Getting it done. Some of these guys. Uh, this, uh, yeah, guest coaches there. So this might. Who knows? This might be the first practice of training camp. Okay, some of these guys have never done this stuff before. Okay, but just talking about it becomes second nature. Okay, again, we're catching hands now. All right, already straight off the rush. Okay, for the forklift, he misses with his long arm, but he's missing and it, he almost catching the other one. Okay, but again, as far as a forklift goes, uh, in my mind. If you can get underneath this elbow, oh man, we are, I mean, we're, we're living lavish if we can do that because then it doesn't allow this offensive lineman to pull his, his, his elbow back and retrace his hands to fit underneath our, our pads. Okay. But rarely do we live. Shoot 2020 would tell you anything that there's no such thing as a perfect world. Okay. So <laughs> this is life right here is if we can go from elbow to wrist. All right. As long as we get this hand off, Perfect, but if we're catching hands, fellas, I'm telling you, you you got a good thing going. Okay, so that's a good job by Wiggy. A little different angle here, okay? It's a good job by Wiggs, uh, and he's from a Canadian, from a Canadian university. Been a really good player for us, okay? One of the best uh, nose tackles up here, all right? Here goes another nose tackle, just retired, my man, Junior Turner, another Canadian cat. Uh, Here, same thing, okay? Misses, he misses with his initial stab, but you just look, he's looking to forklift his inside hand, and I'm certain he's forklifting this outside hand, okay? His pads could be better, all right? But look, he forklifted the first hand, he missed it. Offensive lineman retraced, what does he do? He counters it with a long arm on that inside shoulder. What does that do? That creates this guy to work outside of our frame, which we are always trying to, to, to control the steering wheel. We're trying to drive the truck inside. Okay, but again, by having this arm to the outside of us when we're going vertical, that's one less weapon we got to worry about. You've heard of the knife hand, gun hand. It's the same thing. Right here, we want to attack that. Here, we only got one weapon to worry about because this one is outside of our framework. Okay, that's a good job. We're catching hands up there, and he's literally the hand he's catching. We're thinking elbow to wrist. Shoot, he's taking it to the fingertips. All right, we're still. Hey, hey, we're still working good, fellas. We're still in good shape. <clears throat> okay. Let's talk about now. You got a low hand setter. So that was for a high hand setter, long arm forklift, low hand setter, long arm club, boxing gloves. Same thing you'll end up seeing here. So now my hands down here. They go long arm. Okay, they've opened the shoulders up. All right, this hand, this shoulder dips. This hands down. Okay, we will club this hand right here, and then we'll slide this long arm hand. We'll slide that to cap it, almost like a tight swim. We will scrape it across the chest to cap it, so that we have. Both now, our club hand and our long arm hand, we have pinned this hand uh, to the outside for us to get vertical. Okay, we can obviously do um, a much better job here with our shoulders, our bow and arrow, okay? We can do a lot better job with that. <clears throat> That's not, that was not bad right there. Once the season progresses now, right, we do a bunch of stuff where, hey, you could get a long arm forklift, you can get a long arm club, uh, and we're doing things back to back with no goalposts. They're just reading on the fly. But to start slow, right? Uh, uh, if, if we're doing it slow and it becomes like breathing, it, it allows it to become fast and smooth later on, okay? So this is perfect. And here's just a different angle of it so you guys can see. And again, can we tie it in with any footwork? <clears throat> okay, but you guys get the idea here. But again, if you look, club, cap that thing right there, foot replacing foot you'd be a little bit better with it. Good job right here. That's Mike Rose from uh, NC state.
0: <clears throat> so is that, is that, that uh, outside hand, uh, is it, is it more of a grab or is it a slap or is he kind of cupping his hand? Like what's what's the, what detail, I guess, are you telling him there on this club see.
1: hand right here?
0: Yeah. Um, right there. Yep. His his left hand is in, I, I, I'm sorry. His, his right hand. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Hand. Yeah.
1: His right hand right here. So yeah, just a traditional club. If, If we can knock it down now, some people like to use uh like wrist breakers, the forearm. Again, I am really I'm really handsy, man. I I would rather a hand, but again, if you if we're hitting elbow or we're hitting hand, truthfully, I don't care as long as it's violent tie. All right, because truthfully, this is not necessarily going to be the hand that's going to really pin us and set us free. It's going to be this long arm hand. Exactly, that's the one that we're going to slide across and really tap it to pin it down. If we can just knock this hand, use this hand to knock this joker just an inside hair a little bit, it's less space for this to travel to cap it over the top. So, this is actually going to be the cap hand that's going to help us. So, as you can see, that yard off the ball, I know we talked about it. Okay, but again, we're going here. He's going hesitation. Again, free step. Okay, threaten it. What does that do? That widens their base. That slows, that stops their feet. Anytime they stop their feet as a in my opinion, again, an <laughs> inferior athlete to us super athletes on this side of the ball. That's why they need five of them jokers to handle four of us. But again, don't get me started. I'm just messing around. Okay? But again, hesitation step. Okay. Free step. Boom. Long arm. Great job. Now, again, this hand is high enough right now. If we wanted to go fork, I could, I could certainly understand why. Okay. But again, he ends up sliding it now to the front side of the shoulder, which to me now, we you know, it's his pads are turned. again, always in in one-on-ones, you know, having an old lineman back there not doing what a quarterback does doesn't help the situation. But, okay, and in this situation, if you move that long arm hand from that inside shoulder, that upfield shoulder, well, hey, we can counter spin back off of that. But here, he keeps pulling it, keeps pressing it, pressing it. Again, you start feeling this guy two-foot anchoring. He's leaning. All right, here it goes. There goes that club hand. Let's fight it over the top. Okay, we go down to pin it. We don't even really have to because we got rid of them right now. You see it real quick here. Good. That's S. A. Marabre. Wilfrid Laurier University. You know where that's at, Ty? Never heard Ontario, of Ontario, baby. Ontario <laughs> got some ballers out there. Stand up. There it is. Okay, so right here uh, again, talking about talking about a few things, manipulating fronts. You see the overload front. Okay, uh, you know there's a few things we like to try to manipulate out of that. But again, rush angle for here, okay? We're going to freeze this guy. How can we shorten the corner for ourselves? Okay, well, Cardinal sin for old linemen is what? Don't get beat inside. Okay, well, let's threaten that inside. Even that, just that subtle half step that they have to respect, okay? It's a good job by us here. He going that long arm, boom, bam, there you see it. There's the uh, the club, boom, right there. He rips underneath, then swims over the top of the cap. It's a great job. Great job. Shorten the corner for us with the jab step. Keep it tight when we make our pass rush move. Again, let's celebrate together. Okay. This one's, I think the angle is just a little bit tougher. This is James Vodder, Stanford. He's at, he plays for the Bears right now. Okay, great length. Okay. He ends up working pretty good leverage, truthfully. This old lineman's ducking his body down. Okay, tough to see the uh, it's tough to see the club here. Okay, but he's doing again disruption. Okay, we've got just an exit or an ear stunt right here. It's a great job by ours. really, really love should go here. If you look at the, the pull as a setup, it's a good job right there. Okay, but again, same thing as far as working the, uh, the long arm or turning the corner, selling it. Okay, and again, you see the quarterback stepping up into the pocket. Where's the rest of the population, baby? That's why we all celebrate together. And then off of the long arm stuff, the ghost technique or flash and dip, same thing. where you flash the the long arm to get the offensive lineman's hands going and then we just dip around the corner. That's a a great play. Again, remember I was talking about chess moves and setting things up. If you're a long arm rusher, this is a a great move to add to your repertoire uh, after throwing so many long arms back to back to back to back, okay? You flash it, you flash it like that. we turn our shoulders, you get them punching. That's what we call an Aaron Judge right there, Ty. You know why? Because if, if that offense, he, line he connects with that punch, hey, he home run. But if he like Aaron Judge, he's gonna strike out more times than not too. Right. So that's right. what we call it, Judge Puncher right there. Hey, yeah, that's a great job.
0: I'd like to see him rip up a little bit more, but you see we're going to that reach. All right. Well, coach, I've been taking some notes over here and and, and love your stuff. And and I think that um I think guys are gonna be really excited to uh to to watch that. I'm already uh, thinking I need to head over and and uh, to the sporting goods store get me some boxing gloves. I you know I just think that's great stuff. Been I've been trying personally, trying to incorporate long arm with with uh, with my guys, and and I think just breaking that stuff down the way you did it on the goalpost is a really good way to teach it. And I love the the details there and just the counters off of it. So I uh, really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us today.
1: Hey man, no problem at all. Again, I I I, I really do appreciate you having this platform. Uh, you know, defensive line is important to me personally, and I know a ton of other coaches out there as well. So thanks for having me, bro. If you want to win, keep your pads down, baby. Keep them down.
0: Thanks to Coach Mates for coming on the podcast today. I love uh, those drills and thought his coaching cues were spot on. You know, I'm excited to uh, to start working some of those long arm drills with my guys this spring. And if you want to watch the video of our conversation today, complete with film cut-ups and slides, check out the link to our YouTube channel and today's show notes. Now, we were under a a, a time crunch when we recorded this episode, and so Coach didn't get to actually finish his presentation. I think he was getting ready to talk about the Stamps' uh, side-scissors progression with our pass rush before we had to close things out. So if you'd like to see Coach's presentation in its entirety, then send him an email to cjmace99 at gmail.com. You can also find that email address in the show notes. Of today's episode you can also follow coach mace on twitter at coach j mace and let him know you heard him here on kypd you can also follow us on twitter at kypd podcast or shoot us an email to kypdpodcast at gmail.com we love getting your guys feedback and and, and hearing from you guys who uh, who listen to the podcast each week our quote of the day goes like this be careful about taking constructive criticism from someone who has never constructed anything. And with that, we'll close out this episode of KYPD. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review if you're liking what you're hearing here on the show. And join us back next week for our second episode in our fourth and one series of episodes where we hear a really inspiring story uh, from a guy who has endured an unbelievable amount of adversity and emerged from that experience, a stronger, more mature, wiser person, Uh, And and really looking forward to to that one. So make sure you join us right back here next week for episode number 99. Until then, you guys have a great week. And, hey, Booby Miles once said, if you want to win, put Booby in. But according to Coach Mace, that ain't all there is to it. What you got, Coach Mace?
1: You want to win? Keep your pads down, baby. Keep down.